my mom was offering to carry my baby in her home mm. to do the IVF, then she can carry that baby. Okay. That's and so sweet. And Hello, welcome back to Amo Talk Show. It's been a minute, but glad to always be in front of the camera and talking to you guys. Um, if you have not followed us yet or subscribed to our channel, please go ahead and subscribe, like this video, and comment something below. If we come up across a point that you're like, this is really good, do tell us that. It really encourages us to continue this work. Um, if you don't know what Emma Talk Show is, it's a platform where we discuss social um, issues that impact the lives of Africans in the diaspora. And so I call on um, guests and we have these discussions. Today's discussion, however, is one that I'm very sensitive about. I'm pretty sure my guest is also sensitive about. This is the issue of fertility and womanism in the African society. Before I can tell you a little bit more about what this episode is going to be about, I would like my guest to introduce herself to you guys. Um, I'm very honored to have her here because she is one of my longest um, mentors and I'm just super excited for you guys to meet her, for you guys to hear her story because it is life changing. So yeah, here, if you could just introduce yourself, your name and what you do. Thank you. Uh, my name is Francis Angel Mulumba. Uh, I'm a cook by profession and I'm a CEO of Archie's products. I make chili, chili sauce, chili, chili oil, and I make kwanga, fresh kwanga. And I do also ginger shots and juice. All kind of juice, I make it mixed with gingers. She is the person you need for any event. If you are looking for a caterer, somebody who can make Central African dishes, um, Western dishes, she is the person to come to. So please do reach out to her. Um, yeah, so today the discussion we're going to be having is um, fertility and womanism in the African society. Most married women is wishes or their, the thing that they look forward to the most is having their children with their partner. However, um, many people or many couples don't go in marriage expecting fertility issues. This is a problem that one in every eight couple will face in their marriage. Either the men or the woman will have issues. And in the African community, you have this issue turned back to the um, to the female, and it becomes a female problem and not a couple's problem. One in every couple, um, in every eight couples, or twelve percent of married women have trouble getting pregnant or sustaining a pregnancy. Um, this battle for African women is even worse than other groups of people because marriage for African people is about childbearing, it's about the continuity of um, family legacy, family name, and all those things. And so today I'd like to just talk to you, what are, um, what would you say are some factors that contribute or attribute to people not um, 
not having children and maybe the time that they want or maybe not having children at all? Hmm. On that, I will say that people don't plan not to have kids. Hmm. And when you are married, you know that I will have kids. And sometimes you talk to with your partner and you say that, oh, how many kids can we have? Mm. And you realize that when you say two or three kids or four kids, mm -hmm. depending on both of you, um, it like it's an excitement mm -hmm. when you're talking about it. But time when it started passing and nothing is happening, that is trouble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would say that after doing some research on this topic, right? Um, there is for African people specifically, there is a delay for the search of um, support, like medical support. People don't always think like, oh, there could be something medically wrong with me, so let me go get checked. African people, like you're born, you go, like you get married, and the next step after getting married comes children, and as you're waiting for your children, people don't think that something might be wrong with me, something may be wrong with my husband. You think I'm I'm okay, so we should be able to have kids. My mother had kids, I should be able to have kids. And then there is um, the uterine fibroids. Um, I'd never heard of fibroids until a couple of years back. I'm certain that it is the same way for most African women that they don't ever hear of what fibroids are. This is an issue that like a lot of women, all, all races, they deal with this issue, but black people deal with it even at a higher rate. Mm -hmm. And so you have the fibroids, but you also have blocked fallopian tubes um, that are due to like pelvic infl inflammatory disease. Yeah, endometriosis is another problem that we also don't always hear as Africans, but so many African people are impacted by it. And then um, polycystic ovary syndrome, which is PCOS. You'll see it online now because a lot more Black women are starting to speak up about that issue. But also there's the male um, fertility issue that nobody talks about in the African community. But... It's there. Fertility is is perceived as an issue, a female issue, and not a male issue. So, um, because African people are considered to be super fertile, if a couple is trying to conceive and that um, and that journey becomes super extensive, what are some ways that they manage? I'd like you to share your story and tell us. What it was like for you when you first got married, um, the weight, and how all of that has come together. Tell us about you. Uh, I'm in a marriage, it's now 29 years that I've been married. On the 15th of July, yeah, we are years 29 of years of marriage. Our anniversary is on the 15th of July. So it's a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, when we got married, I'm not going to say I got married, but we got married because we married each other. So 
it was really the excitement to know that ah we are married we're gonna have kids everything is going to be okay and we plan to study first instead of uh start having family, family. Mm -hmm. so after doing that but just one year people started just talking the family can talk and ask what is happening so when the two partners sit down and talk you don't uh, put the family also in to say that they have an input in your marriage now. When you don't have anything happening, then they'll start asking. And then, but the two of you sit down and say that, oh, we decided to further us, our study. Mm -hmm. So, but when it's a year without a kid, then what happened? What is happening? Why are you not pregnant? Is there something wrong with you? So when they start talking, we we'll sit down. No, let's just work this. At least we can have one child. And then after that, we can continue with what we've planned. Mm. But so in a way to to satisfy the society mm -hmm. or the community in the family that you both were in, mm -hmm. then we accept to do that. Start trying. But it's not happening. And we just ask ourselves, what do we do? Mm -hmm. But back then, we were in the remote village. village and we couldn't do anything. Back then, you can go. There are hospitals, but they are not really the specialists that they will see you and then make thorough uh, examination to know what's wrong with you. Right. But when it's there, then they will just suggest you can go to uh, a native doctor. Doctor, if can we call it that? I don't know. They're native. <laughs> they're native doctors. Yeah. Yeah. That's where so they go. We can go there. Then the native doctor doesn't have all the tools that is gonna start checking to know what's, what's wrong, wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And then they will say that no, let's try this. So they are trying not like they know for the fact that you have a problem. Mm -hmm. Then they start giving you some medication. I'm not going to say medication, but some herbs. herbs. Those, those herbs, they're going to peel it, do everything so it, it will become like a pest. And then they give you the food to put inside your... your the JJ. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so, okay. So was... With the, was the suggestion to go to this native doctor a decision made by you two as a couple? Or was this because of the pressure from the in-laws and your own family and just people in the community? Yeah, I will say that people were talking and then the in-laws suggested mm -hmm. you can go and try at this lady. She helps people. Mm -hmm. And then with the respect that you have for, for the, the parents, mm -hmm. then you accept what they say. Yeah. And then you talk, both of you, okay, we can go. Show me where I can go. And then we will go to the lady. Mm -hmm. And then the lady will see you. Just, it will be like kind of like a consultation. Yeah. Uh, Tapping on your on your belly and all those stuff, and then we'll tell you that okay, I've done this before. Then I can help you. 
I always, okay, you guys know me, I'm controversial types. I always think like, why was it you that they took to the native doctor to do the treatment on and not your husband? I think most of the time the uh, family or the society always think that it's women who always have problems instead of men. Yeah. I, uh, even now, not at that time, even now, most of the time it's like that. And then you are a woman yeah. and you want to have kids. So it becomes like your mind is is working. Uh-huh. You say that if I don't do this, it's a may- personal grief yes. that you have to go through. Yes, because you are now inflicting that pressure on yourself mm-hmm. that I must, I must carry a child. I must, I must nurse my mm-hmm. own kid yeah. so that they can see me nursing. But also, I do think it is because the woman is the one that carries the pregnancy, and that's exactly. why the pressure is a lot more on her because when you get pregnant five months later, it's not the men they're looking at. They're looking at you. When you start to nurse, it's not the men they're looking at. They're looking at you. So so then what what happened? They put a paste that inside of you or was it like a herd that no, they tied around? It's kind of like a paste, but it's going in between different kind of, uh, of herbs that it can be apart. It mm-hmm. will just stay. So it's like a ball. Uh-huh. And they put a ball inside then, of you. I'm going to put it by myself. They give me and then I put it by myself. Okay. So when you put it, it's not like just easy that you take the medication and put it and then wait. But that medication that you put in have a side effect. Right. So the pain, it will be an atrocious pain that you will feel but you can't remove it. You mm-hmm. have to leave it inside because they tell you that until one, it will drop by itself. So you can just be walking around and it drops? He, no, you will be just it in, would the be in the room. So at night, you just around in, the, in your room, the pain, you can't sit, you're standing, it's bad, sitting also is bad, so it's kind of like really, really difficult. But the pain is there. I can't describe the pain because it was so painful that you just have to do it so you can have that kid. Mm. Maybe this is the solution. Yeah. So I didn't do it just once. It was like a couple of sessions. I don't know if it was two months. After that, I said, no, my husband just said, this is enough. This pain, I can't take it. Because the way you're struggling, I feel also that pain. So he said that, no, 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 enough. Let's see how it will go. So then after you, after this thing drops, right? You go back to the native doctor. What do they they tell you? So when it drops, you just take it and put it on any paper or any leaves that you're going to put it in. And then you take it to her. And then she's going to examine the, that that thing and see what happened. And then she will just tell you that, oh, you see, all the dirty and the stuff that were inside you, they came out. So and I say my say like Bugonjayako, like Kutokuzalayako ni because mu tumbo muko buchaf. Yeah, mundanyako muko buchaf. Yes. Nandole buchaf natok. Yeah. Mwile paste. 
muele peste. So it's kind of like, in French, it's called abcès. Uh, uh, so it's like when you, you, you bang yourself in the mouth, mm -hmm. and then there are some white oh, those tissue. Is that what it's called? Yes, boussa. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like white tissue coming from the inside. Mm -hmm. So the stem will okay. come, and then it's rolling on on that paste. On the paste. Yeah. And then she will tell you that, mm. this one, Mm. And then you look at that, you just say, oh, what is this? And you really know what's happened. But when you go to to bath yourself, and then you feel like you have the pain You're inside, burning up. Inside. Yeah. yeah. You're burning up. Literally something was in you. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay. And wow. it's, not, it's not the busa. It's, it's not the busa. It's no. just... Your skin inside is fragile inside there. And then when you put something that is really strong, so it's taking all the skin from inside yeah, out. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. And it's becoming like a wound is inside there. Okay. Like you are wounded inside. Yeah. So then now yeah. a few months has gone by and you've mm. done these things. Mm. There's still no child. How did you feel? How did your husband feel? It's stressing and it's painful because you are waiting and nothing is happening. Mm -hmm. And then we just say that you can't force it. Let's just see. Maybe it will come in time. In due time, it will come. Let's just wait. Did you guys go see doctors outside? Because I, I, I know like you were in a remote village, but at a point, like at some point, you got out of that remote village. Did you ever go to like yeah. OBGYNs? Yes, we did. Uh, after that, we moved. We went to Nairobi in Kenya. Mm -hmm. So when we went there, there is this uh, doctor at the Asia Center in, in Nairobi. And I went there and then they saw both of us. They told us that they can't just treat one person. Mm -hmm. They need to see both of us there so they will know way to focus. Mm -hmm. Is it you or your husband? So they did that. Mm -hmm. yeah. After being treated, or after being seen, they just told me that your husband is fine, but they need to see what to do with you because we could see that there are some fibroids mm -hmm. growing inside your uterus, so we need to see what to do. But it started growing already. So if back then we 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 could know that it was, it was the, the fibroid, fibroid, maybe something could have been done. Right. But when we went there, they checked and then they told me we will see what to do. So the doctor gave me some medication that was like um, an anti-inflammatory medication that could reduce the inflammation inside. Yeah. So we started with that. I so, hoping that either being treated or uh -huh. not, maybe the baby will still come. Yeah. And I said earlier on that um, fibroids, uterine fibroids are an, a contributing factor to infertility. And like you said, if you had seen it earlier on, you would have known, you wouldn't have gone to this native doctor because 
there's nothing else that this doctor could do that they wouldn't be able to do at the hospital. And that's not to downplay on herbalists, right? Because I myself think like there are some herbalists that really know what they're doing and that all the herbs that God has given us, they're for a purpose. Like they, they can be used for medicine. Medicine comes from herbs. So we can't downplay them. However, you can't be treated without knowing what the problem is. So you took the medical avenues that you needed to take to know what the problem was. Now, after what I know about fibroids, and it's not that they can completely cause infertility. Like it's not 100% a thing that like it causes infertility. No, there are people who are who have fibroids and they carry children and sustain their pregnancy till um, their due time. So what was your case? Um, about those people, yeah, there are people who have kids with fibroids, but sometimes you can conceive at a two-month time because the fibroid is not what is not on one place sitting on one side that the baby can grow, and then you will have miscarriages because of that because uh, the embryo is not sitting where it's supposed to sit. So then your, the your your uterus can carry the child to term? No, because of that fibroid. Mm -hmm. So I was told that. You see. And then I kept on drinking the um the medication because if it goes down, maybe the baby can have a place where to sit to to, to lay. I have so many questions because A woman is seen as a childbearer. You carry a child and you carry a child to full term and you nurse this baby until, you know, when you're when you and your partner die, this is the child that carries on the lineage of the family. You are married into a Bembe family, a Congolese Bembe family. How did this impact your relationship with first yourself as a woman? Second, with your husband. Third, with your in-law. But fourth, with your own family. Um, I will say, not just the Bembe people that I got married to, but it's a chieftaincy family. Mm -hmm. My father-in-law is a chief. Mm -hmm. Like they say, a Igwe. Mm -hmm. To the Nigerian people. Mm -hmm. So... I'm a princess because of my husband, because he's a prince. Right. And he's a firstborn male in the family. So when, I didn't know that, but when I came to know that, it was, it weighed something really huge in me. Mm. My husband will tell me that children comes from God. Yes, I know that. Right. But I'm supposed to give you those kids right. and the kids that will continue your lineage. But it's happened that I can't do that. And I can't say that kids come because the kids come from God. Mm -hmm. 
And then you sit down and you ask yourself, what am I going to do? Then there are sometimes other kids in the family have their own kids who got married later on. And then they have kids. Then they will come and tell you that person has kids. How come you don't? And then she has given birth again. Mm. But they are not going to tell you straight to say that. Why are you not giving us a child? A child. Because the last one got a child also. Mm. So when they speak, I'm a human. I understand the, the message. Mm-hmm. And the message. And then it's painful to listen to that. And then you go in your room and cry. You just cry and ask, what should I do? How am I going to do this? How am I going to cope with this? And then my husband will just tell me, am I asking you for that? Am I asking you for kids? And then you just say that, yes, you are not. But it's not only you. Those kids are not only yours. They are your family kids too. And then they are looking who is going to be next. In the lineage. In the lineage. In the kingdom lineage. (laughs) After you've gone. Yeah. So it's really, it's really hard. And then in my family also, they will be scared to see maybe tomorrow after tomorrow, our child or our sister will come back home because there is no children. And most of the time when they hear this, because you don't tell, I need to say this, you don't tell. So you become a bad person because you don't tell if you might not love other kids in the family. So it's kind of... I think you are bitter. Yeah. It's kind of confusing and really painful in your heart. And sometimes the kids that they were supposed to be close to you, they are afraid to be close to you because they think that, oh, maybe this one, because she doesn't have, maybe she might do something wrong to our kids. And it's really painful because kids always close to me. I don't know that love that God gave me that I can never change either I have kids or not. I call I call women like that motherless mothers. Like they have kids all over, but God hasn't given them their yeah. own. And I think as Africans, right? I think that we need to come to terms with some things. There's so many kids in the world, so many kids in our own communities that don't receive enough love from their parents. They need this extra love from a woman who maybe doesn't have their own kids and maybe would like their own kids, but God hasn't given them that chance. And so they're able to give the love that their parents can't give. And nobody should have to feel, nobody should have to feel bad about like letting you share that love with their kids. It's it's bad because when the kid they feel that love, and then they are close to you. Then when they are close to you, your kids are close to you. And then you feel bad that why are they close to her? 
and I'm their mom. Mm. So, and they will speak about that. They will talk, not even holding it inside. And then they will just talk. And it's painful. I always say, I don't want to cry to tell God that. Look at this because I don't know what is God going to react. Mm. I'll just say, you are speaking because you don't know. And you don't know the pain that I'm in. But with the pain that I'm, I'm in, it's not, it doesn't mean that I'm going to hurt your kids. No, I love your kids. Yeah. They are my nieces. They are my nephews. So I have to give them that love. But the world is kind of like bitter mm-hmm. and they don't understand. And I thought maybe the family was supposed to be there to support when you don't turn. Mm-hmm. But when you give love to your kids, because those kids need it, and then we find any but to the So it's hard. It's really, really hard. Yeah. I hope okay. maybe one day this can change for other people mm-hmm. because when I have my family covering me with their love because I have some of my members of the family, they're always behind me. They always support me. They always pray for me. They've never stopped praying for me and trusting God that miracle always happens and it can happen anytime. Yeah. Because the time of God is the best. And we always wait. So staying expectant to say that God is going to give us something. Yeah. And I like to say that waiting has to be one of the hardest things. If you go to Walmart and there's a line, you switch from one line to another. The one that's getting shorter, that's the one you switch to because you don't want to wait. People don't have the patience. And so how has your husband been patient with you through this trial? that you have undergone because you've talked about how you felt about it. How has this impacted him and his love for you? I don't know what I will say. People will say that because it is my husband that I'm saying this, but I'll speak because I know God gave me something special called husband because what I have, maybe someone else is not going to have that. Mm-hmm. And in the African society, most of the time, when you are married, five years only, it will be like a struggle. Mm-hmm. And your husband will say that, I'm giving you this. Until this time, if you don't get, get give me a child. Child, a child or get pregnant, so you will have to live out in my out of my house, and I'll 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 get another woman, or you will stay there, and I'll get another woman, or you leave so another person can come to bake kids for me. That's African society, mm-hmm. and they will just push it. But with my husband, I always say when you found love and a current person. He feels your pain. The pain that I have will be his pain too. And until today, other people can talk, but my husband never 
never stand up and say that I want kids. I'm tired or that. No. You always tell me whether you have kids or not. We have each other. Mm. Me and him. Mm. So, I will be your kids and you will be my kids. And the care that he has for me, it's always really, I'm always thankful to God for that. Because if it wasn't because of that, maybe today I was I was going to be out of the out of the marriage. Right. Uh, but I don't know. I don't say I've never meant to be lucky. I don't like the word be lucky. You're blessed. But I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. I am blessed to have such an amazing man. Because yeah, it is it's true. Like oftentimes infertility or the waiting the the time of waiting in a lot of marriages can cause separation, it can cause polygamy in African marriages, it can cause divorce. Like African men do not have the patience. And being that your husband is the eldest son, like there's so much pressure on him. I'm pretty sure that I really wish that we could have had him here today, but you guys, y'all know America. It just could not happen. We really did want to have him here. Um, because your husband, like, even with him, his family, I'm sure they've set him down like, yo, marry another wife, have a child, at least outside, do this. But he has stood by you and he has um, showed you the care and love every woman deserves, honestly. Because I always say, if you're going to get married, yeah, marry a person that you love with, without money, Marry a person that you love with or without children because you never know. You never know. Issues could begin while you are younger. They could begin in your adulthood. You never know. Where if you, as you're growing now, you get in your 20s, you're struggling with PCOS and now you can't bear a child or you can't sustain a pregnancy. You can carry a child, but you can't carry them to term. Then what? You continue to um, make your body suffer, to keep trying to have kids. Um, and if you don't have a supportive husband, then hey, you are on your own, you are struggling. That's true. That's true. Yeah. There are some cases that when you are in the pain, especially when you have that fibroid, mm-hmm. you have that pain, so much pain, and that the doctor will tell you that we can do vasectomy and mm-hmm. remove the womb so you won't be feeling that pain. Why am I going to do that? The womb means a woman. Yeah. What am I as a woman without my womb? <sighs> and sometimes you'll see other people will come to talk to you. They are women just like you. Or your fellow women in the family, they are married also in the family, mm-hmm. and they will tell you that, ah, they're telling this to you. Said to my face. And then I said, really? You are talking to me. Your older sister. Not my older sister. No, no, no. See, no, no, no. Like, 
Yes, huyo mwanamke, hiyo dada huko anaongea na Abiri wa bwana wa bwana mkubwa wao. Ah. And then you just ask, what are you talking? You are not even my sister-in-law. Right. Then you can say something like We that. are both married into the same family. Yeah. Even the sister-in-law can calculate that if I say this, sometimes people need to be thinking if that was me. What could have happened? So you start following another fellow woman who's struggling, who's in pain. And you are giving advice not to go somewhere else, but you are coming to me. Directly to them, to shame them, to make them feel belittled. And in a, in essence, really trying to isolate them from the family because I don't want to talk to you after you talk to me like that. You're not my friend. How can you tell me that my husband should step out of our marriage? Did my husband marry me for my womb? And I think that's a question that we have to ask ourselves. Is that all there is to marriage? Yes, God says, go and fill the world. Will it be you alone that will fill the world? Eh? Is it not the same God that said, go and fill the world that created you? And it's really hard. My brother, when he married his first daughter, he asked the husband, Will you be able to stay with my daughter even if she doesn't have kids with you? And then she, he said, Yes, that I will stay with my wife even if we don't have kids. We wish to have kids, but if it doesn't happen, I'm going to stay with my wife until the end. I want to go back to the point of fibroids, right? Africans push this marriage thing and child thing on people a little too much. And the thing with that is that you never know what a person may be going through. You don't know what their behind the scene is. You don't know what they look like when they're in their room, on their knees praying before God. So be careful what you say to others. Be careful what message you put across. I have seen young women, young adults, who will say, I never want to get married. I'm an analyzer. I love to analyze things. And I love to dig deep. Well, why would you not want to get married? Everybody gets married. Like, why would you not want to get married? But the way we Africans do it is you make it seem like this person got invalid. You disregard them. It's taboo. How can you as a woman say that you never want to marry when a man is what validates a woman's worth in an African community, in an African society? And so I have been in conversation with women who are like, I don't want to get married because I do have this fear that like, what if I can't give my husband a child? Men don't stay. You know, you are one of the few that I know in my life that like, has delayed one year and their husband didn't go outside. <laughs> you know, but I think as, as a people, what I'm trying to say is that we need to have good listening ears and we need to, we need to carry each other's burdens because if I can carry your burden, then I know the certain things I can say to you 
what's insensitive and what's not insensitive, right? So yeah, that's just my message to you guys is try to like, try to be considerate of other people. You don't know what people are going through. That's just that, <laughs> you just don't know. So then with the family, now it's been 29 years. What have you guys come up to? Have you, has a couple, have you guys settled on just, if you can't have your own kids, you're just not going to have kids? Are there thoughts of adoption? How are, how does that, how does that look like? <laughs> yeah, adopting. We've been thinking of that. For me and my husband, we think we always think to, to say that we can adopt a child. So, but the problem is sometimes the family, the parents, the grandpa, the grandma, mm -hmm. are they going to accept to say that we need the other child? To that is not our blood to come in the in in the family to cover up where your own child will be. I'm not sure. But for the two of us, we accept that. We accept, we always think of that, of going extra mile. The love that we're supposed to give our own kids to give it to a child that we, we can adopt because that child, when we adopt the child, automatically is our child is our son or our daughter so we always think of that i know the time god has the time we don't have time but we know that like today is our day but tomorrow we, know, we don't know because it's not promised so anything that i will say is we are planning to see how to adopt but in the meantime we're still hoping that God is going to do miracle. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is my in-law, my father-in-law and mother-in-law, mm -hmm. they are so prayerful that they believe it that will happen. it will happen. Mm -hmm. So we're holding on to that, to each other. With that, we know that we're going to conquer this and we're going to carry this. But it will be a surprise one day. Mm. so they're still hoping so it's amazing that I have also wonderful parents in law and I will say this is this about also my parents because my mom and dad they were here they died here in, in the US but my mom was offering to carry my baby in her home mm. to do the IVF, then she can carry that baby. Oh, that's and, so sweet. And fortunately, she was gone before I get here. So that's amazing that I have two parents both that are supportive. They are supportive and yeah. they are African parents. And I, and I just want to add to that that point of like them being supportive. I think even in the early stages of your marriage, them suggesting to take you to the clinic, to the uh, native doctor, it, it was out of the support and the love that they have for you. I think that oftentimes, when we're young, right, we, we, things are done to us 
and we think that um, people were being mean, they were being rude, um, they wanted me to suffer. But I've come to a realization that like, oftentimes African parents as African parents will only do, will only give you what they know. And it's not just African parents, like people in general can only give what they have. This is the avenue that they knew that would work for you at that time. And so that's where they took you. I just wanted to clarify that because people may be like, oh, well, wasn't it your mother-in-law that took you to this native doctor? And now you're saying that she's supportive. No, that was the support that she could give then because we are all products of our environment. The mother-in-law and you at that time, you were products of the environment. You went to the native doctor, they told you, oh, and you accepted it because that is what you knew. That's what you understood. And so a lot of the time when we're on this show, we're talking about the lack of information that our people carry on. Because when you don't know, you are going to cling to what you know. I'm not saying that they don't know the work. Maybe they know the work. But I will say to the women out there, mm -hmm. when you have a problem, there are a lot of women that they are not talking, but they are out there mm. having the same problems that you have. problem. Mm -hmm. You talk, I always have this and that, because you trust that person that might be your next partner in life. So when you talk to the person and the person doesn't really want to stay with you, they will move on. But if they want to stay with you, whether you give them kids or not, they will understand because they accepted. You spoke to them and they accepted what mm -hmm. is happening. It's painful not to have kids, really painful. But what I'm encouraging you, don't kill yourself inside. inside. I've been crying and crying and crying, you can imagine, for 29 years. Mm -hmm. The best thing that you could do is communicate with your partner before that partner become your husband. But don't fear to get married. Married to someone who really connected to you, your soulmate, it's beautiful. I know Tulia told me that when I see, I always see both of you, it looks like you are not stressed. The stress can be there. But when you have someone You're rest assured. who loves you so much, so you feel like that stress, it's kind of, it's kind of like putting a, a creamy in a heart that is in pain inside mm -hmm. or uh, a stoma in a kuluma, mm -hmm. but that stoma will go away wakati yenye ule bwana yako anakupatia ile upendo. Anakuonesha kama iko pale juu yako. Wewe enjoy yeye enjoy so in conclusion, ladies, marry a man that loves you, loves you dearly. And to, to the men here, the men who may be watching this episode, marriage is about companionship. 
Marriage is about the two people that are together. And when you are together, you should put each other first. Okay? You should put each other first. There are women that will struggle. Okay? They will put their body through the worst. Just so they can give their husband a child. And it's like, you can't kill yourself for a child you have not met. Mm -hmm. You can't do that to yourself and you can't do that to the to your relationship. And so don't let don't let whatever um fertility issues you may be having be the end of your marriage. For husbands, like if you must have children, you can foster, you can adopt. There are so many kids. I always say there are so many kids in the world and yet not enough caring parents to carry them. If you are going to bring children in this world, make sure that you're bringing them and you can afford them. Do not extend yourself to the length that you can't carry yourself. If you extend yourself, you have nine, ten kids, but you can't provide for those kids. You have only taken away from God what God could have given other people. So I, I, I just think that there are other opportunities to have kids than just to birth your own. Mm-hmm. And as Africans, we should become more accepting of that. Because Africans do it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> adopted, but because we don't have the term adoption, it makes it seem like adoption is taboo. They've been doing it all along. Then she will talk to you. One day I just told her that I was tired. I felt like just if I go and run out of this marriage, Maybe my husband will think of taking someone else so that she, he can have ki- a kid because I can't give him. Kwenda wapi? Wakati mtu anaolewa anaolewa. Uko hapa juu ya kubakia mmoja. You are the mother of all. Batoto bote. Wewe ndio unalea hapa batoto. Wewe ndio utakuwa mama yabo. Wewe ndio utabapatia ile upendo. Wewe ndio uko nyuma yangu mimi. So, when your mother-in-law tells you that, it speaks a lot. Mm-hmm. They are human beings. They have that pain that they want also to carry their grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Maybe they won't talk about it. As the parents, they know that this is what a ma- yeah, I think um, this episode... <laughs> Oh, man. I, I, I love coming to talk to you guys, but there are some things that I'm just like... How do we put this out there? And I just, I want to thank you for opening up and sharing your story because now that we're out here in the diaspora, we're starting to see more and more of those things. It's not that they they didn't exist. It's just that we didn't have the, we didn't have access to the services needed for us to know. And so thank you for sharing your story. Um, my message to young people out there, 
if you're young and you have heavy periods, you have um, really painful periods, don't sit at home and useme tu aseme ni kokochi ni ni nyoka tu mbamana mke banakuwa nayo hapana don't do that to yourself go to your to your healthcare provider tell them what you're feeling let them do the correct screenings so that they can they can know what's wrong with you. as soon as you feel like this is not normal You know your body better than anybody can tell you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and talk to somebody. Don't die in silence like she said. And again, I just I want to thank you so very much. Um if you would say one more thing to the audience, what would you tell them? I would say that in life you need to be patient in everything. When there is something, don't hold it back. fight for it but be patient until one gets it even if you don't get it just be there and say that I'm living my life mm. live your life mm. don't stress because when you're stressing you are not deducting you are not adding life into yourself yourself but you are deducting life into you so live your life to the fullest mm-hmm. because this is what God gave us and continue just to trust God and pray be prayerful don't blame God in anything just be thankful because this might help someone else where's the problem so that will be the purpose for you to be here on earth but mm-hmm. continue to love don't stop loving and i just want to attest to that last point you made that do not blame God um I told you guys this is my mentor. She is very prayerful. I've come to her with some of my heaviest life moments and this lady will tell you that is nothing. Like you things are hard right now, but this is a testimony in the making. This is what she always tells me. This is a testimony in the making. Embrace that testimony head on. Fight it off. and tell God that I am here whatever you bring I will take because I know that I have the strength to overcome because you have seen that strength in me and so yes I can surely attest to her being patient with God and just embracing life and leaving it on like nothing is wrong if you see her anywhere y'all I'm telling you this lady is smiling she is doing the most and you would think that like When I was a kid I used to say she doesn't have a kid. Like how can you be so happy all the time? I used to be so confused but I got to know her on a personal level and it has really opened my eyes and really opened my heart to just living. You know, just living and living with the heart of gratitude. You're not living with bitterness, you're not living with anger, you're not blaming anybody. You are just thankful. and it's important. So if you didn't hear anything at all, hear this, live your life. Your life does not depend on anything. All these other factors. Children are a blessing. If you get it fine, if you don't get it, live your life. All right? And that's on per. And this is my last prayer. Y'all know I love you. If you have liked this episode and others that we have had in the past, 
please go ahead and like this video. Click the subscribe button if you're not subscribed, but why would you not be subscribed? Come on now, we are all a family here, I think so. Go ahead on our Instagram page and follow us at Amo Talk Show. And we are that on all platforms, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Please subscribe. Much love from Amo Talk.